3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fitzy and Hart on
1: WEEI. Boston Sports Original. No quarterback could be playing better here than Mac Jones. That's how you feel? No, I would say probably three or four maybe. Like, Could Patrick probably having some success in a Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes or or Lamar Jackson, excuse me, probably maybe Justin Herbert. Putting Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham in is not going to help that offensive line protect. Not going to help... Oh, um Juju Smith-Schuster separate from man coverage or Kendrick Bourne or, or anybody separate from man coverage so it, it, we could we could plug and play Joe Montana back there I just don't think it's going to make that big a difference
4: hour number two of our two-hour program here today on WEEI it's 15 Hart coming at you at 617-779-7937 that was ESPN's Dan Orlovsky, during the afternoon show earlier this week, he has been rather, of course, as he would be because he's part of the fraternity, Dan Orlovsky has been a defender of Mac Jones and the situation Mac Jones has found himself in over the last two years. Last year, of course, Orlovsky very critical of the offensive play calling and the play structure of play caller, uh, if you will. I, I call him the reverse engineer, Matt Patricia. And this season now orlovsky saying between the weapons and especially the offensive line what is it that mac jones could possibly accomplish he i think the main tweet he just i think uh, before he made the appearance his tweet andy was no one can no one can work with this no quarterback would be able to function in a situation like this so it leads you if if that's what if the guy gets paid good money to analyze the position in the game he played it himself and he knows what he's talking about How could any of us possibly think that Mac Jones could do anything beyond or next to what he's actually done thus far? Sure, he's thrown a couple of dumb picks in the process because he's panicked, but was he ever known as a pocket panic guy? I mean, I feel like these are all new traits of his that have come part and parcel with the collapse of the line, the lack of talent around him, and the pressure that he's been
0: put in. Yeah, I think there are a number of quarterbacks that would be better than Mac right now. He's playing poorly. Mm -hmm. He may be broken. Like, that's a whole different world. I know people have started to compare him to Drew Bledsoe or David Carr and guys that were really broken by Mm -hmm. sacks and pressures and dysfunction and never came back from it. Now, I don't like the Drew comparison because he had a lot of success before he got broken later. Um, Mac has never had a ton of success. He had a mediocre rookie year and then has gone down the crapper the last two. But Mm – like, I, I keep going back to this, and I know I said it, Fitzy, you've heard this before because we've talked about it on Six Rings, the post-game mm-hmm. show, the podcast. There, the throw to Hunter Henry on the first third down of the game against the Saints where he just flat-out oh. misses him, like, yeah, it's bad oh, are, we saying, are we saying there's no quarterbacks in the NFL that can make that throw? Because if you make that throw, right, yeah. that's my point. A lot of quarterbacks make that throw. And if he makes that throw, that game plays out differently. Yep. I'm not saying suddenly the line is great, but I think he's... He's accentuating the problems. Orlovsky's right. The line isn't good. The receivers aren't good. But nor is Mac. And if he just did his part better, he hits that throw. He makes the pitch to Ramondre Stevenson. Like, mm-hmm. there's a few plays here or there. If he does that, this offense is better. And maybe if he does Doesn't that... throw the
4: pick to Parker. Pardon my interruption. Right. Like, against Miami on
0: Sunday night. Yeah. Correct. That's a terrible throw. Like, so if he does those things,
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe the throw to Hunter Henry changes the way the Saints cover 3 plays later on a mm-hmm. born mm-hmm. slant, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe it change maybe there's a butterfly effect there. So he is part of the problem. He is not making throws. Like the when he gets hit and throws the pick 6, okay. Like it pressure, did you make great decision? I don't know, but you got hit, it happens to the best of them. But he is he's making plenty of mistakes that I think others might not make. Now, mm-hmm. I think the fair question would be if others existed in the three-year window that Mac has existed, would they have ended up here? Would they have been broken? Would mm-hmm. the, the dysfunction of Pat, Matt Patricia have done them in the way it appears to have done in Mac Jones? That may be fair, but if you just plucked and put... he He says Joe Montana. Joe Montana hits hunter henry in my opinion on that throw correct pretty sure he hits hunter yeah. henry on that throw so i think there are other quarterbacks that could be doing better how much better enough better so you're a much better team oh i don't know about that but i think there are plenty of other quarterbacks that could be doing better
4: and it was the accuracy and intelligence that we were sold on that were supposed yeah, to be that? the hallmarks of his game and we haven't seen much of those and yeah. we're and i don't know i heard earlier this morning good um, Good relation in terms of like uh, throws and individual plays changing the course and tenor of a game back to the playoff game in January of 2022. It may have been a little bit different. You know, you were going to get to the end result no matter what. But you were the bills were going to win that game by hook or crook. However that throw down the sideline, the 40-yarder to Nelson Aguilar that looked like it was going to drop right in the bucket and then Micah Hyde made that amazing interception on that play. Yep. Like, you don't know, if if Aguilar was able to go up and get that and strip it away from Hyde or prevent him from actually being able to leap in and take it away from him, who knows how that game entirely plays out beyond the Patriots being more competitive in the game as well. And, yeah, each of these little things, like, who knows if if he doesn't throw a pick six on his first drive, on a bad throw in the rain that slips off of Bourne's hands right into the hands of Darius Slay. Maybe if Mac is able to stop him on the run back. who knows? So he is definitely part of the equation, a hundred percent. Like the coaching hasn't been good, the talent hasn't been good, the offensive line hasn't been good, Mac hasn't been good. Basically, you're saying so the the gas in the tank is rotten, the engine is broken, the car uh, the the doors don't shut, and the driver's drunk. Perfect. Right. So who do you blame? Well, all of it. <laughs> Actually, at this point. We blame all of it. Back to the phones we go. Tom's in the car. Speaking of
1: cars and car metaphors, Tom's in the car. What's up, buddy? Hello. How you doing, Tom. guys? Hey. By the way, I, I think you guys have a great show. Um, Thank you. And, uh, and Fitzy, yeah, I miss you in the mornings on the Greg Hill show, by the way. Uh, I appreciate um, that very much. You're the guy. So, uh, point of reference here, I'm a Steeler fan since uh, I was a kid. I'm 62. And mm-hmm. I told Patriots fans that I know when Tom Brady left, you guys have a bumpy road ahead of you. It's about 10 or 15 years of misery before your team becomes relevant again. I went through it. Um, and it's, it's just the way it is in the NFL. And But I'm listening to talk about Belichick, and especially the one, people that say he should get fired, and I hear like guys like Curtis say the only reason is because Brady was here and all of that. It's amazing to me. I mean, this guy's earned the right to just leave when he wants to, in my opinion. Um, You know, I think a lot of even Patriots fans forget, and I think Bill Parcells, in my opinion, is the most overrated coach out there because how many Super Bowls did Bill Parcells win without Belichick? Zero. Bill Belichick was one of the few guys that actually took Cleveland to the playoffs. So this is a guy (laughs) – that is the greatest coach of all time, and it's not even close with this guy that's in second place, which, in my opinion, is Chuck Noll. But I hear this on the radio about all Belichick, right. and I just don't think you can fire that guy.
4: Yeah, know? but don't you – yeah, Tom, the one thing, though – and this is where it things get really muddied up, and I, I, I have a I, – I get this feeling people are having a hard time separating the two – is that while Bill the coach has made his own fair share of mistakes over his entirety of his career, let alone the the time he spent here in New England in the last couple of years, which have uh, obviously been rougher than the previous 20, but Bill the general manager, Bill the personnel guy, has done Bill the coach so dirty that it's hard to separate the two, and so people just think of Belichick as the entire organizational entity. And I just don't think he's going to stick around if Robert or Jonathan or anyone went to him and said, okay, we still love you on the sidelines. However, you can have no say in the personnel anymore because we just cannot have – we can't have any more of this.
1: And one of the things I think back to is when Terry Francona was leaving the Red Sox, and you see this with every great coach towards the end of their time, it's just time. But Terry Francona, I think, said it best when he was at the end of his Red Sox tenure. He said, you know what, after a while they just stopped listening to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where things are at this point. You're right. The guy should just be the coach. I think he was best when Paoli was picking was picking his guys. You know, he should have a guy like that around again, but that's yep. that's my feeling on him.
4: Well, appreciate the call, Tom. Thanks very much. Uh his line is open at six one seven, seven seven nine seven ninety three seven. Uh Andy, could you envision any sort of scenario where Belichick believes that it's in his best interest and that in that his pursuit of the Don Shula coaching record would continue in New England if he was stripped of his personnel? His general managerial. I mean, I know he's is he is he technically the general manager? I don't nope. think anyone has bears that title, nope.
0: correct? Nope. The highest ranking personnel is Matt Groh, the vice president of player personnel. Yeah, but we all know that you know,
4: he, he says he's the one who writes the checks and finds the players, but it's Bill who does. Yet still, there was that report that Andrew Callahan shared that uh, J- when Jacoby Myers left town and they brought in Juju, that right. Bill was convinced that someone inside the building loved Juju, and they thought that his yak effort, his yards after catch, and his blocking would be a better fit for what the Patriots are trying to do this year. I don't see any sort of world where a Jacoby Myers doesn't make this team better or isn't an improvement on Juju Smith-Schuster and his banged-up knee. But what do I know? Actually, a a couple things, but
0: I'm no personnel evaluator. That's why the show is called Fitzy and Smart. Um, uh, I don't know that I could disagree with anything more than, than, was it Tom?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I disagreed with almost everything he said. Like Bill gets the job for life. Why? No. Well, he's Just not. We well, can't the, have an emperor. Like that makes him. no sense. Right. Um Chuck Knoll's the second best coach. Well, Bill's not the first best. Paul Brown is. So then mm-hmm. we can start talking after that. The fact that he had no acknowledgement. Even of our Paul pal Brown. Mike Lombardi in his excellent book, Football Done Right, lists Belichick
4: as the third best coach
0: of all time. Look. And there are few people that have, you know, Belichick's God. back, let's say. I was gonna say it in a more vulgar way, but belichick's back more than mike lombardi Mm -hmm. um i think people still need to do more research on paul brown and his accomplishments and what he brought to the game of football um then the 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 macro like it you remember chris carter the whole fall guy thing everybody's Mm -hmm. gonna have a fall guy is is there any chance macro is gonna end up bill belichick's fall guy like are we gonna start he's turning into i don't know i'm just throwing it out there i like to just talk i like to throw Mm -hmm. things out there it's what we do then we talk about them people call Mm -hmm. people text tweet yell at us Mm -hmm. i just and and by the way i do more now than ever i never thought there was a chance you could say bill you're no longer the gm we want you the coach and bill would say okay but now as he approaches 72 and as he approaches the reality of could his job be on the line one way or the other and maybe he looks at it rationally and realistically and says i haven't done a great job personnel wise for the last 10 years um i do leave that door a little bit more ajar than I ever have before that he could accept a different role and less power and personnel. I just a little bit, cause I also accept the role. I've told you this. Is there a chance he just resigns? He admits he really has lost his fastball and mm-hmm. just thinks he should be gone. Like he best interest of the team. He leaves. If I'm going to leave that door open, maybe he could leave the door open to best interest of the team. I need to give up some of my personnel power.
4: Yeah. I was just looking to see who the uh, general manager was, uh, who's in charge of player personnel in Kansas City it is not Andy Reid does not hold that title no no it's Veach right it is right, Brett
0: or... Veach yeah he does a good job yeah he does he's had it for I 7 mean, years just First like everybody did a good job here when they had Tom Brady it's much easier to do a good job <laughs> when you have the best quarterback <laughs> it
4: sure is isn't it uh, <clears throat> i'm not crying you're crying no actually we're both crying and you're calling us at 617-779-7937. That's your number. Just a little while to go here. We're up uh, until 6 o'clock on WEI with the Fitzy and Heart program. But first, we'll catch up on everything else in the wide world of sports that is trending now with
1: producer Justin Turpin. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Fit C and heart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go.
2: Just a little
4: less than 23 hours from now, 4.05 p.m. on the Central Broadcasting System, you will see the 1-4 New England Patriots At the 2-3 and Las Vegas Raiders. As of now, the Raiders are the standard issue three-point favorite in the game. To hear our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week and all the advice we had on how you may want to wager and spend your money, please subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you by our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Each and every week, Andy and I offer a pick on the game as well as a propositional as well. Spoiler alert, we both like the Pats. But you should still download the podcast and subscribe, rate, review, smash that subscribe button, share with your friends the fastest-growing Patriots community in all of the beleaguered nation at this point. Back to the phones we go, Andy. Lots of people still weighing in on a number of topics, from receivers to players recently signed to the roster, the long-tenured coach who's under fire, the quarterback, and so much more. Matt is in the car. He'd like to talk a little uh, Jacoby Myers. What's up, Matt?
2: Hey, how's it going, buddy?
4: How you doing, pal?
2: We're doing good, man. You know, I was thinking it's like we're talking about how Jacoby Myers is gone and it's such a big deal. But it's like, you put him on our team and he's still, we still suck. (laughs) You know, know, we're still no good. You know know what I mean? Like, it's like if Jacoby Myers, I mean, his stats already, I mean, they're good. I think we have one or two touchdowns and he's got like 300 yards out of four games, five games. I mean, it's not like he's Jerry Rice right now. So it's like, he's a number two, a number three on most teams and I'd love to have him, but he ain't the answer to the problem, man. We need a, uh, a real He'd well, make you a hell of a lot better. Of, we'd be we'd be maybe one we maybe have one touchdown more. <laughs> Which is that what that oh, soup? The whole
0: thing. I, I, I don't know. Well, and that might be a win, but regardless of that, he makes you better. We're just talking about Mac being broken. Mac doesn't have any place to go. Mac doesn't know what to do. Mac is this, Mac is that. You took away his favorite receiver from his first two years in the oh, NFL, no, and you pair him up with Hunter Henry. Now he goes out there and he goes, well, at least I trust two of the guys I'm out here with to do their job, Yeah, get open, right?
2: Yeah, Max totally destroyed. There's no doubt about it. He's he's utterly in toolbar mode. But, you know, I think uh, they got to start thinking about really just getting some of these, you know, high, higher-end receivers, like real, real number ones. I think, you know, all these good teams got real number ones. Right.
0: I'd, Myers, love, I'd love to have I'd love to have a real number one and Jacoby Myers because even if I get a real number call, one, man. thank you. I don't have a two or a three. Mike Giardi could not have been more right when he said stink, stank, and stunk. The receivers have been horrific to start the season, and not they great. skate. You know why they skate? Because we're talking about Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and the offensive line, and they're like down the list. But Mike Giardi nailed that. Juju is an embarrassment. Devontae Parker embarrassment Kendrick Bourne not very good like he nailed that so yes Jacoby Myers makes you better and I, I don't understand this argument of well he's not a real number one he's only got 300 yards the guy you replaced him with has 86 yards he's averaging 6.1 yards per catch I was wrong earlier Fitzy when I said 6 6.6 I'm sorry I was too high at 6.1 yards per catch
4: whereas Jacoby Myers on the season in four games he did miss one with uh Because he was in the concussion protocol at the time, 25 receptions, 274 yards, 11 yards per catch uh, is his average, which is pretty much on par with his career. 25 yards, his longest catch, three touchdowns on the season. So if you play that out over the course of the year, 1,100 yards, 100 catches, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, that may not necessarily be ultimate wide receiver one action, but at the same time, it's a hell of a lot better than anything you got right now. Parker could lose him today. Might be a nice person, wouldn't miss him one single bit on the team. Juju, that's a lot of money to make a mistake, but okay, fare thee well. There is a part of me right now that hopes the moves that they have made for tomorrow's game, and if you didn't hear earlier in the program, the Patriots have signed Malik Cunningham to a three-year deal. They have elevated him from the practice squad, signing him not just on a weekly elevation, mind you, but he has been signed permanently to... The Patriots active roster, it is a three-year deal for Malik the Freak, so let's see what kind of spark he can bring to the field and the team now. They also elevated Jalen Rager from the practice squad, and Tyquan Thornton has been placed on the active roster, exiting his stint, his second stint in his professional career from injured reserve. I just hope, just get all the new guys out there, get all the young guys, get all the fast guys, just give me something, you know sometimes you know the best laid plans when you're playing a a pickup game flag modified whatever sometimes you want to scheme and plan the hell out of it and sometimes it's like just get out there and get open i would love to see the patriots play a just get out there and get open type of game tomorrow who cares damn the torpedoes get out there and make it happen
0: i'm not sure they're built to play a just get open because they're not great athletes (laughs) they're not great playmakers that's the kind of thing i would say if i were coaching miami you might be able to say, just go be athletes. And Waddle right. and Hill and those guys can be athletes. When you have aging sloths at receiver,
2: oh,
0: um, and, well, it is what it is. Um, well, you want me to call them stink, stank, and stunk? I, I, you can say it in different yeah, ways. I, I think aging sloths might be a <laughs> <Is it> wrong? <laughs> more insulting. Is it wrong? Jeez. Is it wrong?
4: I'm well, waiting to just, get an they're answer. Not, they're me. not great, but they're not aging sloths. Have they're mercy. Good. They're um, people. Those people and, have families.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they make a boatload of money. <laughs> like, probably true. Yeah, maybe I should. They're not doing their job, and they make a boatload of money. That's okay gig if you can get it. But your idea of just put all the new guys out there, Malik and uh, and Taequann Thornton and all that, I, I understand the reasoning for saying something like that, but I'm not sure that's good for Mac either. Like, he he needs to find some stability, some trust, some reliability. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure taekwon Thornton is a, a, exactly reliability or, or, or trust, right? Like, not the picture of reliability. No, not so much. So, I, I do feel for Mac. We can talk about him being a dink, and we don't know who he is, but... Oh, it he's has to trending be towards
4: sympathetic figure,
0: Andy. Yeah, yeah. Even though he doesn't... it's like Matt Patricia was. Yes. Now, I would say... Mac is more of a contributor to the failure than Matt Patricia. You know me. You know like his biggest mistake was saying yes to Bill Belichick. Everything after that was on Bill, not Matt. Mac Jones is supposed to be an NFL ready quarterback who looks anything but NFL ready in his third season.
4: But he was so NFL ready 2 seasons ago. So what the what Kinda. the flip? What the well, flip? What the
0: did You see that report uh There's been a lot of reports to see yeah, these I know. days. There's a lot more and reports. more reports and there's going to be more and more them as they lose and this thing falls apart. Uh I think it might have been Breer, that was claims that McDaniels was doing a lot of the quote-unquote McVeigh hands-on, like talking to Mac all the way up to the, I believe mm. it's the 15-second mark that the audio yep. cuts out. In that head, he was basically, headset, yeah. you know, this was sort of like college football where the coaches tell you, they line you up and then they tell you the adjustments and basically exactly what they want you to do on every given play, that Josh McDaniels was doing that and that it was a real hands-on success story for him I don't know if that's true, not true, kind of true, but that also plays into what you think Mac was then, why he's not now, why is Bill O'Brien not necessarily doing that. There's just so many questions about Mac. It's all questions. What's the answer?
4: Well, maybe the answer is the form of the new quarterback, wide receiver, undrafted, free agent, hybrid type guy they just signed to the roster, and Mark in Connecticut would like to talk about him. To the 203 we go. What's up, Mark? Betsy, my brother, how you doing, man? How are you? Nice to hear from you, pal. What's going on?
1: Always good to hear from you, pal. Uh, well, I just, I really think that Malik Cunningham brings a skill that will help the
3: offensive line. Because when you got Speed. somebody that's a dual-threat quarterback,
4: um, I'm just thinking he can manipulate the pocket
3: mm-hmm. when
4: you have somebody that can run the ball and throw the ball. Am I correct on that, Betsy? Uh, you, you certainly can. When there's someone who has a little bit of escapability or unpredictability, because you know he's got speed and there's not a lot of tape on him, yeah, it could benefit the offense for sure. Right, and that's what I am thinking. You know, get get some, you know, somebody fresh out there. You know, I mean the kid, the kids tore it up in Louisville. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we really have any skill receivers without Pop, our boy Pop Douglas, being out there now in concussion protocol, but.
1: I mean, maybe Jalen Rager can do something, but, you know, I'm just yeah, I'm he hasn't really been great great. to see Malik Cunningham. Wow.
4: Well, You know, Mark, here's the thing, and, uh, and I appreciate the call. Thanks very much. Enjoy your Saturday. Andy, let's think of it this way. Let's go full Giselle. My husband, he will have to throw the ball to himself and catch it.
0: That's possible. I, I, did we just say we're counting on Jalen Rager?
4: <laughs> he said maybe Jalen Rager can do something. I mean, this is the, de- like, de- also, the desperation is of Cunningham Pat's H- nation.
0: H- is he a dual threat, or can, do we know he can run, and we're waiting to see if he can throw?
4: He threw a nice little pass to Trey Nixon in the end zone that he dropped in that preseason game against the fifth stringers from the Texans. So
0: We'll, yeah, we'll base it that. on that one pass. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> <Should clears throat> okay, I let me ask you this. The, Here we go. Should I base it on the pass I saw in practice that was a five-yard out that he missed by five yards? <laughs> uh, no. <clears throat> okay.
4: Everyone gets a okay. mulligan, Andy. Everyone gets a mulligan. So, how about this? Will we tomorrow see Malik Cunningham Run a wildcat? Yes or no? Yes, I think so as well.
0: Yeah, he's will do we something. S- yeah, he will
4: we see? Yeah, go. he's got a. Um, let's go. Billy. Will let's see. Uh, will Malik Cunningham
0: throw a pass tomorrow? Sure, I think so as well. Will he will Malik- land anywhere near a Patriot? <laughs>
4: <laughs> will it be to Mac Jones? And will I throw no. my TV out the window
0: no. when I see it? it? Will not be to Mac Jones. I don't. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I'm going to say he he. Lines up in the Wildcat, runs at whatever shotgun formation they Mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say he also takes a jet sweep at some point. And, yes, he will throw a pass. Uh, All those things.
4: So this activation, this this roster movement here, basically does kind of validate what we heard Adam Schefter say on the Pat McAfee show Monday, that the Patriots' offense is going to look different and that Malik Cunningham could be a... So did he get some inside intel from someone? Did, you know... Did word did trickle out Lee of the pill. Yeah, he did. Or maybe it was maybe it was McAfee then suggesting it would be yeah. Malik Cunningham or something different and, and and Schefter not necessarily confirming it but saying, well, you know, something's gotta change. So it was one of those gray areas where he like did a little reporting and then a little opinionating. So he did some like reportinating, if you will.
0: Yeah, I think he was just uh observing and stepped in crap and came up smelling roses. Yeah. Uh, but we did have Burt Breer say, uh, as well as um, you had said, Jeff Howe early, Burt Breer has said that New England had packages for Malik Cunningham at both quarterback and receiver in practice this week, so they could get mm. creative in how they use him versus Vegas. So, how yeah. about that? We we got something to look forward to. I don't know yes, if it'll we pay do. off. I don't know if he'll be on the thumbs up or the thumbs, list, thumbs down list by 7.30 on Sunday night, but uh, I'm at least excited a little bit.
4: There's something new to look forward to tomorrow. There could be some wrinkles. Again, Tyquan Thornton Activated, Jalen Rager, elevated. Malik Cunningham, signed, sealed, and delivered. Unsure as to what exactly we're going to see out there tomorrow, but it is something to look forward to. That's a little bit of hope. All I just needed in the pile of rocks that was blocking our exit from the cave, I just needed to see a little light. I just want a little, like, just give me a little hope. I just want a little something. You and I know that flies light. in the face of what a lot of these people are like, the season's over, give me a number one draft pick. It flies in the face of what a lot of people have resigned themselves to. But, hey, come on. Gotta be a little entertainment factor in the games, right? Uh, here we go. Uh, let's go. We're gonna go to Florida, or Rhode Island with the next one, Andy. Let's go, Florida, David. What's up?
2: Hello. 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 You know,
4: there's
2: some breaking. There's some breaking news from from Las Vegas or so, uh, outside Las Vegas that uh two big like greyhound like buses just pulled up outside the Bunny Ranch for some. Uh, team bonding activities. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? hey, sometimes,
4: David, sometimes you need a slump buster to help turn things around. Know what I'm saying?
2: That's right. You know, maybe that's exactly what you need. Crouch will show them, how to show them how it's done. Hey, hey, hey,
4: hey, 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 hey. We're not entertaining that kind of talk right now. Come on.
2: But, uh, you know, what really just aggravates the, the hell out of me is, just, is everybody just throwing... A humongous portion for the blame uh, on Mac. Pencil line, it's just got to do that to him. And
4: uh, David, your phone is breaking up. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to let you go. Perhaps you found your Floridian equivalent of the Bunny Ranch. Do please enjoy the remainder of your evening as well. Uh, so David would be one of the long tenure Pats fans who doesn't like the fact that the quarterback is the one shouldering so much of the blame. But Andy, when you sign up to play quarterback, when you're a starting pitcher, when you're a star on your basketball team, uh, maybe goalie in hockey, but most especially quarterback in the NFL, it is the preeminent position in all North American sports. Yep. It is now the, uh, the highest paid uh, or the second highest paid behind maybe, I don't know, uh, shooting guard or, you know, uh, some basketball players make a little bit more. I guess some baseball players with longer contracts, but it's like you're the man. And you have to expect with the spotlight also comes the smoke sometimes. And with the the big marquee billing also is gonna come the blame. That's just the that's just the nature of the position. Correct.
0: He got overrated as a rookie. Did he deserve it all? Nope. But we were okay with it because it was positive. He was okay with it, I'm sure, because it was positive. I'm mm-hmm. going to the Pro Bowl, I'm grittying, all oh, yeah. Well, now you're getting uh. more blame than you might deserve. David Andrews said it this week. It's the nature of that position. It's never one guy, but that's quarterback. Mm-hmm. You get too much credit, you get too much blame. Um yeah, you're right. You sign up for that. You know, we say you sign up for football, you know you're going to get hurt. Well, you sign up for quarterback, you know you're going to be in the spotlight for better or worse, and he's in the worst part of that right now.
4: Ed's in Rhode Island. What's up, Ed?
0: Hi. So, the uh, the moves that we made in the offseason,
4: at least to me, they seem like good moves. Like, at the time, Juju Smith-Schuster seemed like he would be an improvement over Jacoby Myers. Obviously, that hasn't turned out to be the case. And Bill O'Brien obviously seemed like a big improvement over Matt Patricia calling plays on offense and the first two games we lost, but there were close games against really good teams. I have no idea what happened the last two weeks where they don't even like they're unwatchable. I don't know. I mean, I know we had injuries,
2: mm-hmm. a lot of
4: injuries on defense, but I just, I'm just hoping that tomorrow afternoon, there's something that can keep me entertained on the screen is, is all I'm hoping for. You are just like the rest something. of us, Ed. You're, Ed, you are basically, you're all of us right now standing on your porch, in your garage, the back patio, in front of the TV, just saying, just give me something. I can't tell you how many people have said I'm not even watching. I'm sure the numbers will probably be down, and it will take several wins several sparks of excitement several big scores for people to tune back in tomorrow let alone sometime soon and i know that has to eat it robert Kraft, again especially when you have the number one broadcast team of nance romo and wolfson out there whether or not it's a super bowl dry run and an acclamation to Allegiant stadium and doing a game in vegas or not it has got to give him a big old red eye knowing that people aren't going to be watching that they're going to likely get flexed out of prime time Again on Christmas Eve, not that you yeah. have any complaints about that. Let's go. Like the 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 irrelevantification, if you will, pardon my mm, I um, like it. Actually, it's not bad, actually, to make up a word on the fly. The irrelevantification of the Patriots on the national scene, going from preeminent team and powerhouse to punchline. Uh, like you said earlier this week, it maybe even been on last week's Six Rings postgame show, Andy, the Patriots went from the team that always looked forward to all the get-right games and the teams they knew they could beat on the calendar, like they went from appointment TV to the get-right team. What a disaster. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and I still don't totally. I know we talk about Belichick's draft picks and Brady. Don't know exactly how we got here because I'm with the caller. I thought Bill O'Brien was going to be a really good addition. It has not paid off significant dividends. Maybe it's uh, his friend who should be like, hey, what do you expect him to do when he's cooking well, with garbage? That's what I say all the time. Like, <laughs> I, When you're running back, your line, Your receivers and your quarterbacks stink. I'm not sure which part of your big uh, laminated play card has that. So here's where you go when everybody, all 11 guys stink. Here are your five good play calls. He, he doesn't have anything to call. They stink. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. But at least, hey, we've got something new
4: tomorrow. We've got something unique. We've got Malik unique. Malik. Let's go. That's right. Malik the freak. Malik Cunningham. Tomorrow.
0: Randall's cousin Malik.
4: Not since Sam Bam Cunningham has there, yeah. been a, has there been a Cunningham. Sam Bam. Has there been a Cunningham that lit up Pats Nation like that? Oh, man. Well, hey, we'll have something else to talk about. We'll have something else to look forward to. This will maybe give me a little spark when I'm down the stadium tomorrow doing a little bit of that season ticket member viewing party hosting action. Oh, we shall see. And, no, uh, with all due respect to whoever it was, I think it was Mark in Connecticut who called uh, during this break. I can't imagine that we're pinning our hopes to Jalen Rager doing something. If Jalen Rager scores a touchdown tomorrow, Mark in Connecticut, you will be the first call I will take each and every time I see you light us up here at WEEI. 617 779 790 there's your number. Final thoughts and a wrap, and maybe we'll touch on everything else with a little sportsparee. To put a bow on this edition of Fitzy and Hart on WEI. Coming up.
3: From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEI, New England's sports original. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston sports original. WEI.
4: Big day of broadcast football action and talk tomorrow here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 WEEI and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network tomorrow from 10 to 1. Don't miss Patriots or is it NFL? What do we call it now? Football Sunday, NFL Sunday, football Football Sunday. Sunday. It's just because we can't. Are we not allowed to call it Patriots Sunday? Okay probably shouldn't. Yeah, I guess not. Okay well, I mean, it's not like I said anything Michael Buffer says. So, all right. So it's football Sunday. Uh, with Gresh and Fourier and Arcand and Wiggy and Cadlick, amazing Larry, uh, Ted from Raynham uh, You got Mo I mean, and I'm, Curly, <laughs> Mo Curly, <laughs> Wallace Gromit. I mean, everyone's yep. on the show. Cast Karen, of thousands. Tom Carr. Seriously, it is literally a cast of thousands on the program. Have mercy. Anyway, uh, Gresh and the gang. Uh, definitely not called Patriot Sunday. aggression the Gang on Football Sunday will be with you tomorrow from 10A to 1P, giving you all the latest news and information as to who's active, who's inactive, what's going down. Of course, seven Patriots already ruled out of tomorrow's affair in Vegas. It's quite the hefty laundry list of uh, inactives already, and there could be some more tomorrow because I believe it's at least 10 other Patriots carry a designation of questionable heading into the game against the Raiders. Then you got some football on the radio, and of course, don't forget. Right as the game ends tomorrow, probably around seven fifteen or so, give or take a couple of minutes, lock it in. The Six Rings post game show with Fitzy and Hart right here on Weei, and we will go right until ten o'clock. At which point, we'll throw it back to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday night football, and it's a good one tomorrow night, Hart. You got the Charges hosting the Cowboys, the Kellen Moore revenge game. Who do you like in that one? I think I I think I I think I'm leaning Chargers.
0: That's a uh, tough one. Those are two teams I don't really trust. I think I would probably lean Chargers cuz I might trust them just incrementally more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a game. Almost no outcome of that game would would surprise me. Uh, they're just they're weird teams. They have a lot of talent. They have the capability to be Super Bowl contenders in my opinion mm-hmm. and they have the capability of being one of the bigger disappointments in the NFL this year. So that's, you know, winning a game like that when you're both kind of in that world Mm -hmm. probably could help you avoid being a disappointment, right?
4: Austin Eckler is back tomorrow. No injury designation for him for the Chadges. Obviously, Mike Williams down for the year. Keenan Allen having himself a renaissance year. Where has this come from? Unbelievable. Uh, You got Quentin Johnson. You got Josh Palmer. I mean, there's plenty of talent out there as well. I kind of I don't know I just like the Chargers I just have I have a hard time seeing a Mike McCarthy team be fundamentally sound enough to come back and play a, the kind of disciplined game they're going to need. Now they've got a good defense. They'll be without Leighton Van Der Esch, but uh, then again, when you've got Micah Parsons, he almost makes up for the loss of any one or two other players on defense. It's at it's uh, at SoFi which means it's technically going to be a Cowboys home game, so they got that going for them. Should be a fun game to watch any which way, but that'll be on tomorrow night, the second half, after the Six Rings post-game show. An interesting and odd uh, afternoon of football tomorrow. Is there any one game that you'll have your other eye on, of course, as you are locked in and laser-focused
0: on Pat's Raiders. Um... No, you probably could have told me to prepare for that question. So I'll just give a quick. We we'll got a skin. game in the
4: morning tomorrow. You got a nice little uh, her Her Majesty's World Football. Those mess, with, football. Me. Those mess
0: to... with me a little bit. Oh, well, um, you
4: got to be ready. You got to be on your toes, man. You got a limb a little on the fly. You got Ravens at Titans tomorrow from Tottenham Hotspur at 9:30 in the morning. Not
0: yeah, a, no, that's that's well, not a great. Could game. be a,
4: could be a slog, yeah.
0: Um, I think uh, Seahawks-Bengals is an interesting yes. game. Have the Bengals found themselves, or do the Seahawks say, nope, we're a pretty good football team. Geno Smith still ain't writing back. Um, the Joe Burrow, is he now healthy? Is he just mm-hmm. going to go to Jamar Chase all the time? So that's certainly we a good look.
4: 19 times last. Yep. No T. Higgins, no problem. 15 it. receptions, 19 passes at him, three touchdowns. When, well, he's always effing open. As he said, and you know what? He is. Yeah. Uh, also, Andy, my eye is going to be on. I'm kind of excited to watch uh, Lions at Buccaneers. I can't. That believe might be I'm the saying. second
0: best game of the day. No. Yeah. And, and that's a that's a prove it or disprove the doubters kind of game, because, you know, me, I think Jared Goff will choke and gag at some point. But I certainly also think that Baker Mayfield will choke and gag at some point. So. It's a little bit of a choke and gag game. Which one's going to choke and gag in that? game? I wonder. Uh, so it's the S and M special. <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're not doing that. Nope. <laughs> Family program. Yep. Play the trombone. Play him out.
2: <laughs> you called it, it the choke and gag game. <laughs> you took it a different way.
4: I don't think that's okay. Well, that's our exit music here on the 50th Program. Our big thanks to our new house band, Tommy Trombone.
0: He's doing a fine job. He stole the show. Good job. (laughs) Well done. Now I need Great the job, sad Justin. trombone ready for tomorrow. All right,
4: I'm going to have it. I'll record that, and I'll have so much more ready for the Six Rings postgame show tomorrow. Some good college football games on tonight as well. I watched that Michigan game earlier, Andy. I like that J.J. McCarthy kid. I'm going to keep my eye on him if he comes out, if they're looking for him. You forward. want him?
0: I, I I think he's pretty good, anyway. Better than Drake May?
1: No, I'm just
0: saying. Drake May is right better situation. than Caleb Williams now, according to reports. Wow, how about that?
4: Uh, I'll be definitely tuning in to... Uh, I'm going to watch USC-Notre Dame tonight as well, and I'm going to go catch the end of that uh, Washington-Oregon game right now, 22-18 to 18, as the second half has just kicked off. Thank you, Terp. Thank you, Jumbo. Thank you, everyone who called in today on an excellent two-hour late afternoon edition of Fitzy and Hart on WEI. CBS Sports Radio carries you through the night. Football Sunday tomorrow, 10-1, to 1, six rings after the game. Have a great rest of your Saturday. We'll talk to you
3: Sunday.